Is that a show? Sure. It seems like we've devolved into the awkward silence portion. Of it. <laughs> the AAA battery in my uh, headphones that activates the noise canceling died a few minutes ago. So now, well, that's I a good sign. Well, if, yeah, if we need a sign that it's time to end the show, it's uh, Ando's batteries. Ando, Ando's batteries, <laughs> batteries have run out. <laughs> It's a, it's a podcast. What the heck is up with three, uh, 384 episodes? With three guys and a dog who are all freaking out about the thunderstorm. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's just the dog. And a cat. Well, that's right. Only one? Well, no, no, we have two, but one only one is freaked out by storms. Oh, okay. Because last time you were on, you had one of the cats hanging out with you, but not the mm-hmm. other one, and you were hoping that both would make an appearance. But, yeah, the, well, but the second one didn't. Is that the one that's freaked out? It dashed my hopes. I, I, I don't remember which one made an appearance last time. Okay. I think it was take Jack the, Bauer. Take, take the lid off your water jar and the cattle show up. <laughs> <laughs> come over there and lick lick your water up. Ando has to drink out of a jar with a lid to, <laughs> well, to, I don't to prevent his water from getting catty. I, I don't have to, but let's just say that I have, you know, had to pour out more than one cup of water when uh, we found Jack with his head buried in it. I just got tired of it. <laughs> my, my water tastes of kitty cat. Well, since we're we're already talking to you and your cats, yeah, I'm Craig, and I'm Mike, <laughs> and he's Endo <laughs> Valentine. Yeah, you're both talking over my music. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey this guys. This is the internet radio. We're allowed to talk over the music. That's uh, right. Uh, yes. Well, as always, I am I am glad to be here on the, the Burger of Nerds, even remotely. <laughs> yes. We're uh, all here with our backgrounds. Some are virtual and spectacular. <laughs> some are, some are um, practical and spectacular. And some are mine. <laughs> So yeah, you uh, you're, you're, you've got your water glass secured, <laughs> so the kitty yeah, cats aren't right going to get into it. That's good. That's yeah, good. They're right here <laughs> with my merchandise on it. You know. Oh, speaking of merchandise, what's that? What's that about? Yeah. What's your, mm. what is, are that you a, is that a sticker? Could th- Let's could that learn. Perhaps be a segue. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have segues anymore. They've been discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can have the ones that are spelled funny. We can still have those. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Say use. Yeah. So this is a uh, a sticker, uh, which I'm pretty sure that both of you have one of these too, because I think I gave them to you. But um, here, a Shadows of a Dark Past sticker for uh, some merch, awesome merch for my uh, podcast, which, as we noted, is an awesome segue to talk about some of the latest stuff coming along the 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 pipeline with my podcast. So some really, really exciting news. Um, really quick recap for the yes. many, many new listeners that we've gotten since the oh, last the time many you were new what is What is the podcast? What is it called? So Shadows of a Dark Past is my podcast. Um, it is a gothic horror podcast. And uh, what I mean by gothic horror is that it doesn't rely on a bunch of like splatter and gore and a bunch of people screaming. I mean, occasionally things will happen. 
like that. But you know, the the gothic sex segment of it is more where it like goes back to my old uh, the love of my old show, Dark Shadows. Um, more about the the characterization and the interpersonal relationships. So basically, kind of soap opera e. You know, a little melodrama thrown Spooky in. Spooky so. soap opera. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's about the the two main characters are uh, a failed psychiatrist called Mark McCain who befriends a vampire named Andrew Clayton, uh, and you know shenaniganry ensues. And if you're familiar with the old TV show Dark Shadows, then you've got a pretty good idea of how things go because I you know took a lot of inspiration from it. So um, last year was when uh, like I've been I've been crazy how long I've been talking about this thing, but in like 2018 <laughs> is when this whole thing came together. And over the course of 2019, I recorded the whole first season. It's been in post-production, but right at the start of the lockdowns, I had a great big setback when one of the major contributors to the project had to step away. And I've been uh, trying to find replacements to take care of the things that she was doing. Um, and so one of the exciting pieces of news is that I have gotten the last person that I needed for that uh, for that replacement job. So basically, um, I now have uh, the, the, the mood music, like the episodic um, mood music is composed for about almost half the season. And I now have a, uh, an editor and a Foley artist who that's the technical term for the person who makes the sound effects that go into things. Like foot stomps so, and rustling yeah. leaves and creaky doors. Exactly. Wind. <laughs> and and um, so bat with that poop squishing under <laughs> shoes, right? Wasn't that one that we heard? Uh, well, yeah, but that, that episode's <laughs> going to get redone because it's a different person doing it, taking on the task now. But ah. so that just happened this past weekend. Um, so this is you know really new news. And and it's really exciting to me because now that means there is no there's nothing else but time that needs to happen for the first season to get completed. And I'm working on getting a release date settled now that I actually have, you know, someone uh, finishing the job. Um, it's still going to be uh, likely uh, at least a matter of months, but now at least the end is in sight. <laughs> and uh, believe me, no one is more excited than me that this is coming together. Um, the, the music has been uh, amazing. I've got a great composer. The The sound effects are going to be great. Uh, I, the guy who I've just hired to do the sound effects is someone who has done some fan Star Wars podcasts. Um, he's got oh, a, so there's going to be lasers? <laughs> Not in my show, but oh. he does have good chops. Like I, I, I auditioned three different people that did uh, like edits of the first episode, and his take was like really, really good. So. I'm excited to to let everybody hear it once I have something to let everybody hear. And now that that's going on, it's really great. Um, because of how good the first season's been going, I have been, I've even started moving forward on the second season. I have two new characters. I've cast one of them and I've got auditions almost scrapped up for the second of those characters. And the table read for the second season is happening in two weeks. Woo! So we haven't even released the first and I'm already in pre-production for the second. If that gives you, you're like idea. a Netflix show, <laughs> <laughs> where they've got, they just uh, first season's not even out, but we'll go ahead and greenlight a second season because we're so sure that in people my are going to love this. In my case, even if it's not like you know, I don't need it to go viral, I'm just excited enough yeah, I can push it forward. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's already blowing up on the internet. I just looked <laughs> just it up. About. I just looked it up on IMDb, and it's a TV show now. 
Exactly. That's one of the other things I was going to mention. We have an IMDb presence now. <laughs> nice. So if you look up Shadows of a Dark Past, you will find it. It's listed as TV series because that's what you have to submit a podcast as. It's actually in the IMDb guidelines. It's Interesting. Yeah. So if you look up Shadows of a Dark Past or if you look up me and O'Valentine, you will find one and both of us uh, on IMDb now. And I'm sure that having found that, Mike, you can post the link in the description. Yes, I have it right here. Uh, and so, you've got good SEP, too, because that comes up. The IMDb link is the number four. If I good. just do Shadows of a Dark Past in quotes. I tried Googling S-O-A-D-P, and I got a lot of links for SOAP. <laughs> so there's a little work to did be you, done did yet. Did you there. mean SOAP? <laughs> Here are a you bunch of links for soap. SOAP, because clearly you meant to type SOAP. No, yeah. no, I didn't. Uh, one other thing I was going to note uh, real quick about the first season, because of the Indiegogo campaign that, that uh, we did a couple months ago, um, some of the merch that I have promised for some of the backers, which both of you will be getting because you both backed, uh, some, some stuff that you can be looking out for, uh, in addition to the sticker that I already showed you, um, I have a postcard now that has original artwork that was painted by a friend of mine. Uh, that has that has an artistic rendering of the two main characters and the uh, mansion that the show takes place largely in and around the manse. Uh, <laughs> it's called Clayton Mill, and and the painting is of that, and with with Mark and Andrew's faces off to one side. Um, and I have, uh, depending on which level, there is either a digital or a physical version of a movie poster with our logo, and I have almost i just need a couple of finishing touches to put on that and that will be complete and then i just need to get it printed so um there's some exciting stuff coming down that i've got some some of it i've even got in my hands like the postcards are in hand i, I wish i had actually thought to get one here so i could kind of show it to you on the camera i'm seeing it i'm, I'm seeing it right now on the indiegogo page i, I had seen right, right. i get those updates via email that is true too, yes um yeah no so I, I was trying to remember what it looked like. I, I thought that uh, that you looked very sinister in that. And, and I, so I looked it up now and indeed you do. <laughs> I, I do. Um, I'm going to I'm going to start putting in trivia for it on the IMDb page. Um, one of the, you see, one I've of already the, got one. Yeah, yeah. There's one thing in there and it's just it, it's referring to that it's based on the 1966. Well, I, mean, I put that in. So, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking uh, I'll, I'll start putting in stuff like, you know, one of the things that they, that they love to do in IMDb trivia is also in contention for this role was where I can start putting a, like a listing, like, you know, Hugh Jackman was in contention for the role of <laughs> Tom to Hanks lost conflicts. out to Ando Valentine. You know, the conflict for the role that I of... cannot actually get hold of any of these people. Yeah. Although what's interesting. Ron Howard was attached to the act. <laughs> um, but now Steven Spielberg happened, blah, is blah, blah, yeah. in line. Yeah. You know what? One thing that's that's interesting uh, is uh, about IMDb. There is that uh, because I got my pro page and I've got my contact details on my profile now. Um, I've now gotten not just one but two emails, random unsolicited emails 
from uh, music composers in Europe, one in Italy and one in Spain, who are basically trolling IMDb saying, hey, I'm an original composer. Do you want me to work for you? <laughs> and like the first, the dude from Italy, I listened to is real. He's really good. And I'm like, well, I've already, you know, I don't have any projects that need a composer right now because I've already got somebody on my project. But like, I like your work. I'm going to keep your, your email address. And if I get something else, I'll reach out also, to you. Also, I only have like 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, if you could work for, you know, uh, for, for lunch, then sure, I'll, I'll hire you. International, really international cool. podcast. Shadows uh, of a Dark Past. Here's, 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 here's the curious bit. I wonder, because artists do this all the time, but I wonder if composers, you know, like when they're not working on something, if they're just, they're just trying stuff out. They're just, you know, writing stuff, composing stuff and recording it. Um, and it becomes like, you know, just a piece of art that they did for themselves. And then they license it. And then you can get it licensed for, you know, cheaper than it would be to ask for a specific composition tailored to whatever. Like artists do that where they will license their their art for a lesser price. Because it, the, the art's already done. It's completed. It's like, I'm just going to, you know, I'll, I'll license it for such and such a percentage of what I would charge if I were going to do it on commission. Um, and it's just like free money because the, the art's already there. It's just like yeah. something, that, it's something they made because they wanted to. I'm not sure if that's I wonder if composers not, do that. But it's, it is, <laughs> I just, I'm I just mean, curious if composers do that. Like, oh, I, I like mean, somebody who just, somebody who likes writing spooky theme songs, <laughs> like spooky piano music, like somebody who's be, a, that'd be great. A savant <laughs> at playing the theremin. you see what's great for me is that you know i was honestly at the outset of of this project kind of half expecting that i was going to end up with decent but but um but honestly like stock music but the fact that i've got a composer who is literally writing original music for my show not only is it really just cool but that also means that she is able to very very directly tailor the experience to match the scene that she is underlying and there's that's like, huge you know there is a really really i mean there's already a bunch of good examples but there's an, ex, there's an extremely good scene in episode four so listeners if you listen to shadows of a dark past episode four it's pretty much my favorite episode of the first season um and there's a really really emotional scene in there that just with the way that the music is it, just it just you hear the expression tearjerker but seriously this music just pulls the tears out of you it's just that good so um soundtrack download well that's that's one of the things that i've been talking to since the compose since the the lady is really nice and she's having a lot of fun working on this we've been talking about it even though it's not part of the original we made after she's done doing the, the, you know, composing the work for the, the actual show, we've talked about her going back and, and developing and uh, a soundtrack, an actual like thing you would just listen to instrumental music of that has the themes she wrote for my uh, show and will release it after the fact. So basically, I wouldn't even think that was going to be a thing. And now it probably is. I mean, I don't want to make that a promise, but like she and I have talked about it and she wants to do it and I would love for it to happen. So shout out to the Dark Pass soundtrack in the future. Like, <laughs> I'll buy one right here. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I'm a soundtrack nerd. I'll buy the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that, If there's a soundtrack true. available, I'm going to get it. And he wants it on CD and, and, and uh, cassette tape. No, just, I do want it on CD though. 
I'll buy both CD and, and digital, but I'll you but can, I want you can the rip CD. It on, rip it onto a CD for yourself. No, I want the CD. I want to put it on <laughs> my on my CD on my CD shelf. No, Kurt, guess a uh, regular guest. Kurt will want it in vinyl. Yeah, he'll want he's vinyl. A, ah. He's a vinyl snob. I shouldn't say snob. He's a collector. He just yeah. He he's well. He's a music teacher, so he's a music person. I still a, have. He's some got a vinyl. vinyl collection. Yeah, I've got some vinyl. I have some vinyl that. Like I had to buy it in order to get the digital code, and that because that was the only way to get the music on anything other than vinyl was to buy the LP, which came with a little slip of paper in it, and then I went online. I have a lot of records like that. So well, if you have any, those what you're you just using them anymore, let me know because I might be interested in some of them. Are you just using them as coasters, or what, <laughs> what's the, what's the vinyl record for now? Um, just sit, sitting in the shelf, sitting on well, a shelf you can, somewhere. You can buy those uh, square picture frames and put oh. the put the record in it, okay. hang it up on your wall. You know, when we get around to hanging art on our walls in our house that we've owned for eleven years. <laughs> oh yeah so i yeah you had quite the quite the, i had an i had an experience, experience last weekend sure um right around this time <laughs> this was recording saturday afternoon right around this time i was sitting in a kia dealership um working my way toward buying a new car because my old one decided that's enough it gave up it quit transmission said i'm done Oh, the dear. transmission oh no did yeah. it did it fail uh spectacularly or slowly it failed uh first gear failed and so like you could you could drive it okay you had to like it wouldn't catch into second gear very well um sometimes it took getting up to like 5,000 rpms at 20 miles an hour wow <laughs> to get so, to shift to second gear so were you, you driving could, it like you that? could also oh just for like a day or two yeah yeah okay um, you could also, you could, it, you also had like, you know, you, you, it's an automatic and you had the drive gear, but you also had one and two like yeah. the low gears. So you could shift up, you could start in one and just shift up. And, so that's how you were driving for a couple of days until you could yeah, get to the, yeah, the dealership. So, uh, yeah. We, I got into a, a lengthy conversation with my, uh, with my mechanic people and, uh, said, yeah, you know what? I'm not putting a bunch of more money into this thing. This 10 year old car. I can't, I can't justify dropping thousands of dollars into that. When I could drop those same thousands of dollars into a car <laughs> that's going to be under complete warranty for front to back, every single thing, wires to uh, to powertrain for 10 years. 10 years! The deal I got. Yeah, 10, <laughs> 10 years. years! 2020 Kia Soul. I went from nice. a beautiful gold car to a gray car because that's Ugh. what they had. Now, is it? And I needed a car. Is it like a dark metallic gray? It's a, it's a dark gray. Is it metallic though? Well, they all look metallic. They all kind of well. No, not not all of them, because that's a trend now. Is a uh, is dark and and even worse, light, non-metallic gray. It looks awful. You mean like matte? <laughs> no, it's not matte. It's got clear coat on it, but it's not sparkly. Oh, we got the so... clear coat there. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want that clear coat. Now we talked about this. We did not want that clear coat. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's it's a Kia Soul. My brother. Uh, regular on the show guest on the show kurt my brother he's had one for three years he loves it oh there you go i got talking with him quite a bit about uh the soul and we went digging i went looking for deals for like you know how things were going and as it turns out i got lucky uh it's at that time of the year when uh dealerships are getting rid of getting rid of their 2020s because the 2021s are coming out 
Um, yep. So they had a lot of good deals in place. So I got, you know, cash back stuff and I got it. I actually yeah. got money for the trade in and blah, blah, blah. And it's that time down. of year. Yeah. Right before so, the new, that's exactly what happened with me and my car. The transmission started to go on my 14 year old Volkswagen. And I was like, uh, okay, this is going to fail at any minute. So I'm going to drive back home and start shopping on the internet. And I got got I got home and I told Allison. She said, "I told you that car was gonna drop its transmission. Now you're not gonna <laughs> now you're not gonna be able to get the the trade in value and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "I know, I know, I know. Leave me alone for the next twelve hours while I shop online." And the next day, I went and I bought the car that I have now, and yep. traded in mine with a f- transmission that was about to die, and gouged those poor people at that dealership that I won't name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I guarantee you they figured out that the transmission wasn't in very good shape pretty quickly. <laughs> they may have even known before you uh, before you traded it in. Depends how much they looked at it. No, they gave me a quote and, and then of, went and looked at it. What kind of signs it. you had? What's that? They gave me a quote and then went and looked at it and then came back and said, yeah, we're good. So it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't acting up when they, when yeah, they well, drove That it. doesn't mean that they didn't lowball you on the quote. <laughs> they did, and I got them to come up. Anyway, um, so, uh, no, so, so yeah, you and Kurt so I've got a the... car, which I only drive to and from work, so I'm not going to put miles yeah. on it very quickly. <laughs> right. Um, and you've got 10 <laughs> years of warranty. That's awesome. I haven't put miles on my car, you know, very much since, you know, March, like aside from, yeah. I think in the entirety of lockdown, I've had one trip up to visit my dad in Blue Ridge and a couple of trips to like, you know, Canton or ball ground area. Like I've just barely, I've had to fill up my car with gas twice in the past few months. <laughs> I think I'm up and, to four times now. And, and six months of basic maintenance covered. Like <laughs> all nice. my basic maintenance. I'm not, I'm not going to spend money on this car until I have to do the tires. <laughs> other than gasoline and yeah like and that's like nice. what's gonna, what's what's gonna what what's the maintenance cost that's not part of basic maintenance that you're gonna have to spend on first you know tires or brakes maybe brake pads like one of those that's gonna be the first thing i'm gonna spend money on you, probably tires um depending yeah. on how you how you drive i mean if you're driving hard enough to wear the brakes out you're gonna wear the tires out i think before you wear the brakes out but yeah or you could just or you could just have a brake pad fail on you has that Faster. happened to you faster than you know you're expecting because that happens sometimes when your timing belt dies thirty thousand miles before it's supposed to even be inspected remember the two cars ago <laughs> two cars ago no i don't rem- uh oh the, the escort when the that blue died one before sure i got the matrix yeah, yeah okay the timing belt snapped thirty thousand miles before it was even supposed to be inspected wow you you confused and me my, there and when... all my pistons went kaplam yeah I, yeah and that's... that was the end of that car yep no, and you... I got a thousand dollars for it from the maintenance, the, the mechanic that I was taking it to, because he was going to just, just tear it apart for, yeah, tear, yeah. It, you know, tear it apart for parts. No, you confused me when you said two cars ago, because I was thinking before the escort, and I'm like, I, did, I didn't know you before the escort. <laughs> no, that's that's two. That's two cars. No, I know it is now. <laughs> that's how new your new car is. Yeah, like eight days ago, <laughs> two cars ago was the little tiny crappy escort my first escort i had two escorts in a row anyway i'm done with that mike tell us a story what happened with you in in the ongoing series of mike catches up on doctor's appointments that he missed (laughs) during lockdown um i (laughs) uh, craig was telling us before the show that somebody we know had surgery and that reminded me that uh that i i'm going in on uh tuesday so the day before you're listening to this 
as you're gonna, this episode. You're gonna get your posted. timing belt checked. Make sure to get your timing belt checked. Well, sorry. Yeah, timing belt. I've got a timing chain now. My last two cars are. A chain Those belt. are better. Yeah. 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 Oh, Those, that. <laughs> I wasn't getting the a belt the, anymore. The, the no. Kia Soul. If it was a belt, I'm like I'm. <laughs> I'm basically I'm going to slowly avoid each of the things that kills my previous car. There you go. So each that's, time I get a new car, I'm going to get something that's not going to do that. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So it's timing chains all the way into the future. Yeah. Never doing a belt again. Does, anyway, go ahead. Does this have Surgery. one of those uh one of those uh forkle sticks in it? Those those things <laughs> with the one of those. with with the uh the with the recalls? No, it doesn't. Great. I'll I'll buy your car then. I'm not buying a car with another forkle stick. If I go through 50 cars, I might like I might not be able to satisfy that. But if yeah. I buy 50 cars, it means like you've won my the cars lottery. Have been dying every six months. But so anyway, <laughs> um. So yeah, I got a I got um. I got a uh, something growing growing in my leg, and my doctor oh, my doctor's gonna try to cut it out on mm. Tuesday. In in you the got a something in the office, okay, to save me money. And now that I'm saying that out loud, it sounds like a bad idea. But I think I'm gonna do it anyway. Jeez. Yeah, I have a I have a lump. I f- I found a lump in my calf. <laughs> well, you think it's like a cyst or something then? It's a cyst or some kind of fat deposit or something. Yeah. Some yeah. weird something or other. Yeah. I've got a granuloma on my arm that like the doctor identified a decade ago and said, you know, we can cut that thing out. And I was like, it hasn't changed in years. <laughs> it's just a thing on my arm. On your, on your skin though? Yeah. Yeah. This is under my skin. It's like a little, it, it feels like a, it kind of feels like a scab. It's not, okay. it's not crusty, but it's like kind of like a scab. Yeah. Anyway. It's a granuloma. Yeah, I've got like weird things growing. It's on just me. a weird. It's a weird thing your skin does to to protect itself. It got sure. an infection at some point, and it, and it built like this scar tissue around it. Yeah, it's basically what happened. I've gotten cysts before, though, and uh, who cysts? Those and are fun. So does uh, so do people in my family. They get them. cysts run in your family. Cysts run in my family, so that's probably what this is. And it hasn't. So- Oh, sorry. No, I was okay. just gonna say it. Like, it, I just happened to notice it because of lockdown. Because I was like, st- sitting on my ass in the same chair around, you for down twelve hours like, a day, every that? day, not moving at all, <laughs> feeling my body deteriorate. I think I said, uh, I told somebody, I said I could feel the years coming off my life expectancy as I was sitting there that first month of lockdown. And I'm like, man, I gotta do something about this. Um, get Mike's, up and move Mike's around. Just sitting on his sofa, he's like, "Hello, entropy." Yeah. The gradual deterioration and destruction of all things. As I, I, said, I was sit down next to me. We shall watch Top Chef. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was sitting in a or Top Gear, more appropriately yeah. for for your story. <laughs> I was sitting in this chair, which I've I uh, as as part of my um uh plan and uh, of moving more movement, having more movement, more body movement, and more bowel movements. Um, for 2020, I, uh, I I ritualistically carry this chair up and down the stairs um, once a week on Saturday to do the podcast <laughs> because it's my work chair downstairs. <laughs> sure. Um, no, I was, I was sitting in this chair and I was like, you know, look, watching my legs swell up because I'm not moving. And I'm like, what's that? Why is that? part of that leg a little bit more swollen than the other leg and i'm like oh, watching my legs swell there's up. something in there Jeez. but um yeah it's uh no i think it's it's at exactly now i'm gonna bitch about um <laughs> the bed frame that allison insisted we buy 11 years ago um it's a platform bed 
you know what those are, right? It doesn't yeah. have a box spring. It's got slats that are springy, and you just put a mattress on top of it. But it's got the platform sticks out, you know, all all the way around the three sides that are exposed, and you can like set your drink on it or put your alarm clock on it if you don't have a a nightstand like we did for several years. Um, <laughs> and uh, well, anyway, it's got very sharp corners, and what. what this happens like every two or three months coming back from the bathroom in the middle of the night. Wham! <laughs> the outside oh, yeah. of my left. Right on, right on that edge. Yeah, left calf. And it's that's exactly where this thing is. So it could be some kind of weird thing that formed um, post, uh, like a he- I got like a hematoma or some kind of. It know, could be a granuloma. It could injury. be like, is it hard? No, it's soft. Is it soft. squishy? Oh, it's squishy, okay. It's like somebody took a, a, a green pea and squished it almost flat. That's what it feels like. But then at the end of the day, when my legs got have more fluid in them, it feels more like a small grape that somebody squished flat. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. So stay tuned for next week to find out what was in Mike's leg. Ew. Well, if they get the labs back that quickly, might this might be a multi-week saga. <laughs> well, they next I, week you can report debacle. on it being next week you report on it successful removal. Whatever happens, I want it in a jar so I can have it right here. Of course. Are you going to name it? Yeah, sure. So what I was going to say a minute, a few minutes ago is just uh, years and years ago when I had my wisdom teeth out, um, my wisdom teeth came out because the the top ones were coming in at like a 45 degree angle forward down and the ones on bottom were like 90 degrees just facing forward. (laughs) Yeah. Right there with you. Yeah. and and Mine were all effed up. And and on my left side, I had to think for a second. On the left side, um, the the wisdom tooth had come in um, fast, like before the back molar had come up, and so the back molar was stuck under it. And when they did the X-rays and showed it to me, they said at this point it's grown into the jaw that way. So even though I wasn't feeling anything different, they said when we take the wisdom tooth out, that molar would just be beneath the gum line. So like we could leave it there, but if it ever got infected, you'd have to have surgery on it. So that we could just take that out too. So they took that out. So I had five teeth out. Plus on the other side of my right side, back in the back of my mandible, which for non-medical people is your jawbone, in the back of my mandible, there is, they said I had a cyst in my mandible. Nice. So basically when I had my wisdom teeth out, I had four wisdom teeth, one molar, and a cyst out wow. at the same time. And because of the, the, if it was just the five teeth, it would have been a dental procedure and I would have just been able to schedule that through the dentist. But because there was a cyst that they were removing as well, that made it a medical procedure. Uh-huh. And I actually had to go to a doctor and get a referral to get the oral surgery done. Welcome to Talking Cysts. Yeah. You're <laughs> on Nerd Burger. <laughs> well, I'm not going to describe mine because it was in my jaw and I was, uh, you know, knocked out when they took it out and they yeah. didn't show it to me. So I have no idea what it was like. Well, I've told the story about how I, yeah, I got knocked out for getting the wisdom teeth out because before I had braces, I had. You had extra my teeth. Mouth, I had too many teeth from my mouth. My teeth were too big <laughs> for my small mouth. Um, and so I had four teeth removed before the braces happened and then when the and i was awake for that have you have you seen that that campbell boy have you seen the big choppers on that campbell boy you see he's kind of he's got an unusually small mouth and just (laughs) and just all these big teeth in them (laughs) that's what it was people say you got a big mouth it's like no i don't i'm missing eight teeth because my mouth is too small (laughs) 
um, yeah, I had, I, I was awake for that. Ooh. And it wasn't painful, but it was, you All know, the yanking half, and the sounds. Half an hour and... of the dentist crank, crunch, break the teeth, jerking my head side to side, listening to like, you know, like the, the, you know, the old. And so when I was going to get the wisdom teeth out, <laughs> I was, I was an oral surgeon because they were going to have to cut to get at them. Um, he said, you know, like, do you want to, you want to go under, or do you want to just the local and be awake for this? And I said, you, you are knocking me out. <laughs> I ain't listening to that again. No, sir. <laughs> they, uh, they didn't even give me the option, but if they had, I would have been like, are you crazy? Well, because, because you had a um, surgical, an actual surgical thing too, with the cyst. Mine, mine were just, there were teeth that had to be cut out. Yeah. Well, I they mean, were, they were turned sideways, impacted all that. Thing. I mean, all four of mine were under the gums too. So mine was fully surgical indeed. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. I got knocked out for mine too. And I'm like a shark. I've talked about that, right? What Some people are born with additional wisdom teeth. Mm. I have them. Still? I have a, they're, they're teeny tiny, they're malformed, they're way up in my jawline, they will never emerge. But you can see them when you take the, ex, the x-ray the right way. Did you not get the option of having I've those removed as well because they might get infected? No, they just leave them there because they're not going to do anything. Huh. Like, like they're malformed, they're like, they're, 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 they're like all enamel, there's like not even a root, <laughs> there's no blood feeding anything, there's like nothing, it's just like a... <laughs> they're prehensile? Prehensile well, teeth, yeah, and, and this is this is not a rare thing. Like it's it's rare. I mean, rare-ish, but like a lot of people lots have of people this. Who have yeah, it's just a genetic. It's a genetic anomaly. You just you have more. You have an additional set of those uh, hidden teeth <laughs> that just sit there. But my teeth are actual. You know, they're, they're they're actual. You know, they're teeth teeth. They're not scales like sharks. When I say they're like sharks, I don't mean them because that's the thing about shark teeth, right? Uh. Why they have Something so many of them, and they all they always like grow that. back. Yeah, they lose their teeth, they grow back. They're actually because scales. they're scales. Huh? They're essentially scales. They're all not right. teeth like our teeth. Well, listeners, if you have uh, teeth stories or cyst stories <laughs> or scale stories, submit them to nerdburger at gmail Here comes Andy's cyst story. Awesome. <laughs> Do it, Andy. When's Andy on next? Save it for the show, Andy. He's 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 in the next round of scheduling, I think. He's not next um, week, is he? So, no. I don't know. Anyway. He is. He's next week. Okay, Andy, if you've got a cyst story, bring it with you. We're going to just... That's that's what 2020 has done to us. <laughs> we are reduced to talking about our cysts and granulomas and wisdom teeth. And so you... This year can die. Die in a fire. <laughs> Join us next week for another episode of Cyst Burger. fire fire up fire up your grill and get your ketchup and mustard and it doesn't have to be a sister or granuloma it can be any other little weird thing that grows or or blossoms inside i was just gonna suggest skin tags thank you oh i've got a bunch of them on my neck yeah why are they on your neck I don't know, but it's annoying. Well, they're always they around grow. here. That's, well, I mean, you can get them in other parts of your no, body, I know. too. But I've got a couple in my common. armpit, too. My favorite, my favorite. I had a cyst in my armpit. One of my favorite insults is human skin tag. <laughs> <laughs> human skin tag, Mike, <laughs> said this on Thursday. What? <laughs> yeah. Your video froze <laughs> for a good episode. five seconds, Craig, on this. 
<laughs> I know that was hilarious. <laughs> my, my, Wide open mouth with your giant with, teeth. With my with my tiny mouth and my large teeth. <laughs> we have news. Are we going to talk about nerdy stuff? We other do. Than what's yeah, going on with other than what's going on with our heads. bodies? What's news? Big tooth, Craig. <laughs> small mouth, Craig. Um, small mouth, Craig. <laughs> I'm a small mouth, Craig, as opposed what, to a large mouth, Craig. What gauge? Uh, what gauge? What gauge? What, yeah. uh, what gauge line you use to catch one of those small mouth, Craigs? Uh, there's a there's a there's a there's a ten small small mouth, Craig limit on the day. You can only catch ten small mouth, Craig small mouth, Craigs in a day. Wait, what? Uh, what uh, is and it? You need a license. What? What is? Uh, what's what's fishing line? How do you uh, rate fishing line again? Pound test. Pound- test yeah 20 pound test pound test thank you you're gonna need high pound test for me anyway um we also like we've seen like uh major league baseball is looking at starting back up at least in in some regards i think right? it did and they're and they're doing <laughs> some of the place some of the some of the stand some of the uh ballparks they're putting cardboard cutouts oh sure yeah um along the behind the plate and along the the two first and third baseline or where the where the cameras are looking where the cameras are looking sure. all the time so it so yeah. it kind of looks like there's people are there. they pumping the fake crowd noise in or did they decide not to do that uh i i don't know because i don't watch baseball but uh two notes on the baseball thing one um this will be interesting because if you ever wanted to imagine what craig looks like at a baseball game look at the amount of movement um and uh like humanity and life that there is in one of those cardboard cutouts and i'm a little less than that okay that's my level of excitement is a little less than a cardboard cutout at a baseball game or in general okay yeah um however japan because the japanese always got to do things right um and and come up with a weird and funky way to do stuff they uh have been having some baseball games for example, at a um, in, the, in the Nippon professional baseball game of the uh, where the rec- rec- I'm going to probably mispronounce Rakuten these. Rakuten Eagles um, played against the uh, where to go where to go where to go where to go uh, I don't remember who they were playing against. It's down further in the story. Um, anyway, they uh, <laughs> you know they didn't have people in the sand, so instead they put twenty dancing robots. <laughs> Up on a platform. <laughs> <laughs> he gets leave it to Japan to add dancing robots. Um, and so it's like people robots. They, they their legs don't move; they just stand there. But they have like their 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 torsos kind of will gyrate around, and their arms move, and their heads move. And then it's a bunch of those dog robots, you know, those little yeah. four legged things that have no heads on them. Um, and they're painted in the team colors with the team baseball cap attached to them with a little flag that is in the colors, like where the tail would be, and they're all up there dancing. <laughs> That's not creepy. No, not at all. Where is this platform? Just in the stand somewhere or behind home stand. plate? It's, or... just, it's just a place for the camera to go to when oh. they need something. Like when they're, you know, that's the killer about, like... Oh, no, the pitcher's like, scratching his junk again. Quick, cut away to the crowd. Like that? Yeah, that's, that's like, in, in, any, in any sports game, you know, like, well, any game where there's pauses, like baseball or, uh, or, or football, you know, it's like the camera is always going to other things. They're always showing pictures of the crowd. They're going yeah. back behind the baseline there's or down a, the 50 yard line or a, whatever. It's a lot of time where there's nothing happening on the field. Yeah. Where they got to show something. Yeah. They're not just going to keep showing, oh, they got, you know, like, oh, we're just going to have the camera on the pitcher. <laughs> it's like you said, scratching his nuts. <laughs> Jeez, he's really working his junk or, hard today. 
just <laughs> sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting during the football game because the 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 team on offense is gonna is gonna bleed the play clock down as much as they possibly can. There's nothing else to show. So. Yeah, they need something to show. So, they, yeah, they, they, they just put a whole bunch of robots up there and made them dance. Go Japan. <laughs> I don't know if that'll be fun at the 50th game. Yeah. But it'll be, sh- it'll be pretty fun for a few at least. Sure, yeah. They could probably yeah. find some ways to, to change it up, too. Probably a short half-life on the novelty of the, da- the dancing. The gyrating <laughs> torsos you and could, the dogs you probably with get pretty flag tails. Sooner or later, what you're going to end up having is in uh, is they're going to do CGI stuff. You're going to have like Hatsune Miku uh, dancing around in the stands. You know, that's what you're going to have. You're going to have holograms, like, anime characters going through the stands cheering for well, people. Why not just just fill the whole fill the stands with holograms? Not even holograms, just CG stuff. Yeah, just like, yeah, sort of thing. just just cover paint everything green, <laughs> so no, you can just plaster. If they did holograms, though, then the players would see it. I think that's the solution there. You just you just uh, buy a shit ton of hologram cameras or whatever the hell they use to bring Michael yeah. Jackson back to life on stage that's, and and that's, and that's going to be fill, that's fill gonna a stadium be really with e- Michael Jackson's. Oh, I'm sure that'll Woo-hoo! be super. That'll be sh- that'll be super cheap without any uh, <laughs> gate admission cost, you know, or uh, in, uh, uh, income coming in, or right. nobody buying any uh, overpriced beer and hot dogs, and nobody buying merch. And yeah, that'll be. Cheap. Oh my god. You just you just reminded me of something. Speaking of sports, I I attended on Thursday. It, it happened to be at 11 a.m. Central Time, which is of course noon Eastern. So during my lunch hour, I was able to attend virtually the uh, Green Bay Packers shareholder meeting for my for the for first you. time ever because because it was virtual because <laughs> mm-hmm. you you couldn't attend it in person. Yeah, I had access to the web stream. And uh, the 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 uh, was it gripping? No, the t- but the team is <laughs> is actually doing very well financially. They uh, I, I watched their their financial um statement part of it. Oh, you they... mean the team that's in the in the like one of the cheapest places to live in the country as far as a football team goes in the country mm-hmm. and has a incredibly dedicated fan base that just pumps money into <laughs> the Ta-da! team and you know, that team that team's doing well. The team with the uh, with the city sized development being built around it, Title Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That team. That team. How, how's uh, did did you check in on the? Uh... They have four four hundred and eleven million dollars in cash on hand in their did in you their check in, on the in their Browns, rainy see day how fund. Doing? How's Cleveland doing? Um, <laughs> Cleveland <laughs> sucks. So the same. They're doing the same. Oh, speaking of uh. Of sports teams, though, did we see the uh, what is it? Uh, hockey franchise, right? Uh, Seattle's getting hockey. Is it Seattle? Uh, I don't follow I don't hockey. Know. I thought you were about to talk about something else. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. There, C- Seattle's getting a hockey team. Um, and uh, did you hear what they named the team? They're on the they're on the water. The pucks. So think think water. No. Oh, no. 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 Wait. This is this might is it be. A, is it a made up water breast? This might be the best new professional sports oh, it's team good. name. Oh no! In I can't. Pos- I can't. Years. I can't guess a good a good Flamingos. name. Flamingos. The Kraken. Oh wow! Be- <laughs> oh yeah! I nice. thought you were talking. You're being facetious. And it was going to be something silly. No, it's the Kraken. Wow. Release the Kraken. No, no, no! Better, better. People are suggesting, and I love this because they're all all of your sports mascots, like the person in the suit, right? They're all male. 
There's only a handful of, of women ones. They need a female Kraken and they need to name her Elise. So it's Elise the Kraken. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> so wait, is Kraken, is that is that plural? Like that means... It's, it's plural and singular. Yeah, it's the whole thing. But they're it's supposed to be, not, not the way they use it. So they're using it the, the correct way. They're using it correctly. Okay. It's the Seattle Kraken. They're not the Krakens. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the uh, Washington football team. The team formerly known as the Redskins? Uh, that are literally going to... They're just called spirit, Washington football The Washington team football team right now. That's literally yeah. their, the that's Washington a, football That's team. very soccer, right? Kind of. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the where, where the they're, so, where they're just the, like something United, where there's like no logo name, there's no like you yeah know, cute mascot or like something we have here the Atlanta United. That's our soccer yeah. team. What's a United? Yeah, like, I don't know. A lot of there's a lot. What does a United <laughs> look like? There's a lot of soccer teams that like they don't. Yeah, they don't have that uh, that you know. No, they're just that, the, the thing yeah. that you turn into a lo- or that you turn into a mascot. You know, they they're not named after an animal or a some sort of a soldier token. yeah it's a like something from history they're yeah. just it's the formula it's it's we're we're the insert place name here insert word for team here mm-hmm. yeah. atlanta united uh manchester united what? i can't think of anything else that isn't and just then they united. just have color schemes sure that's like that's that's what you do you got like it's you know two two maybe three colors and it's always a stripe thing and yeah there's a lot of stripes big wide stripes yeah. <laughs> anyway Red's, red's a good color. <laughs> a lot of red. I want more. I want more mythological creatures. Oh God! Like massive, like the something Cyclops and the something Griffins, <laughs> the dragons. The dragons are there. They're around. There's a, there's well, dra- there you go. Teams that are named dragons here and there. Yeah, just more stuff like that. There, Griffins. there's there's a yeah, way. Manticores. Manticore <laughs> If the Browns ever leave Cleveland again, and they and they need to get. A third iteration of of the, their football team going on there. They should go with the Cleveland Cthulhu's. <laughs> Just go big or go home, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they then they then they'd. Uh... Their uniforms are just black because you can't you know you can't imagine what it looks like without going insane, right? So they can't have a logo. Which is kind of there'd like be, there'd the be a Browns. Lot of rise it's just up chance, right? They don't have a logo. They have bare helmets. Like there's no such thing as a brown. Yeah, right? I've always wondered about that. What is up with the Cleveland Browns? Is it apparently nobody here knows? Okay, cool. Thanks. Is it what dog is a related? Cleveland brown. Because they have the named the... after the original coach and co-founder Paul Brown. brown. Wow. All the generic possible names that you could come up with for a team now if his name had been paul kraken <laughs> like i think the only thing that could be less generic than that or more generic than that might be the players <laughs> yeah that's like that's like in community their sports team is yeah. the human beings the human yeah. beings <laughs> Katie Bay and i just recently we rewatched community e pluribus I, anus yeah. <laughs> with a flag that it's supposed to represent diversity, but just looks like a, a, a balloon knot. It yep. looks like a well. Now that you've told me, I can wheel. see it. <laughs> did you guys see the uh, the Zoom call where they did a, a table read of one of the episodes? Um, I did not. Yeah, so Dan Harmon and all of the cast got got back on got on Zoom during lockdown and did a, a table read of one of the scripts. Which since Katie May and I had just rewatched, we had just seen that episode not long before. It was the um, I, I don't know if spoiler alert is necessary for community but um, no. 
Okay, so everybody so who what, listens to this show has uh, has uh, has watched Community. I guarantee you, every single okay. person. Wait, well, is, it was the it, which season the is this? Well, no, it, it it like this year. It was during lockdown this year. They they did the table read for the episode where uh, Pierce had died, and they were reading his will. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And all the the frozen sperm, and the, <laughs> so there's a there was a guy. I don't know if you ever seen the, Amer- the movie American Ultra, but the guy who played Laffer in that movie was the one who, in the original Community episode, um, was the was the lawyer. But they got a different guy to do it. They got the guy who plays the Mandalorian to read oh. for that part. <laughs> And he apparently, I don't know whether he didn't like know the episode very well, or if he hadn't read the script ahead of time, but when he got to the first time where he talked, where he handed out the freeze-dried sperm, he lost his marbles. <laughs> also, a li- also, a liquid nitrogen-cooled <laughs> cylinder of hyper-virile sperm. Yeah, he just couldn't keep it. He died. Hyper, it's always hyper-virile. So I, how did, how did he die? Dehydration from filling all of those cylinders. So I highly recommend you watch that. If you like Community, that table read is hilarious. And it's great to see them all, you know, reunited again after all these years. So. That's a little bit of a kick in the teeth for Chevy Chase, right? Like, Well, yeah, but from what I heard, he left because he was just like, because uh, he was, he didn't understand, he thought that his character shouldn't be the buffoon. He thought his character should be like a sex symbol. Well, my, my, my understanding is he was just a dick to people. That too, yeah. Like he was just an outright dick. Like he he identified, and this this is this actually says something like uh, something a little positive, but also a little negative about Chevy Chase. Like something I read a while back was that he recognized very early that Donald Glover was going to be something really special. Mm-hmm. Like he saw Donald Glover really doing something. Like he recognized there's a serious talent there, and then he became a dick to him because he didn't want to be overshadowed. Nice. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> no, I but need that's to- okay because as you watch the show, like his after you get past the first couple seasons, like his his characters there less and less and less until they finally kill him off. And what's and because you know they what's, couldn't they couldn't stand working with him. What's funny is though they're they're like different shows in some ways. There's some interesting like it's a very similar feel if you watch Community and Parks and Recreation. And Katie May and I just rewatched both of those during lockdown, and since so and much closer to each other than when we watched the, either of those shows originally. And there are, there are actually a bunch of people who are in Parks and Rec who also were in Community. Um, like the dude who was Blade in the Community was a, a sleazy um, sewer worker in Parks and Rec. And uh, the tall and, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that tall guy who uh, with like the the porn star mustache. Yeah, and he's always hitting on all the women. That's what he right, always right. looks like. He always but, he always plays a little bit of a scumball. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and then, and other things like, uh, not even just between those two, but like in community, um, dude, Brie Larson is in community as, uh, Abed's, uh, brief girlfriend. Oh yeah. That's, uh, is that during the season without Dan Harmon? No, it's the season uh, after. It's the season after he's back. Oh, okay. You know, I, n- knowing that she, now, cause she I didn't dump, know- She dumps, she dumps him after they play that, uh, uh, he- Abed and um, what Troy is left at this point and Abed and Annie are playing that stupid TV DVD game Mm -hmm. about Western shoot 'em ups. Yeah. In order to decide who of them gets to pick who the new roommate's going to be because Abed wants the the girlfriend to become the new roommate. And both of the people who are in contention for that (laughs) say, we're gone. We're out of here. You two are (laughs) crazy. (laughs) But, uh, and that's Mike. You you remember that episode because we've we've talked about this because that's the episode where the guy on the D, on the on the TV screen that's doing the DVD game. He's like the host that kind of tells you how to play the game. Is uh, Vince Gilligan? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we when we watched Community the first time around, we just watched it because people had said that it was good, and we didn't hear everyone uh, dishing on the fourth season as being you know the gas leak season, talking about how bad it was. <laughs> Knowing that this time. I went into the fourth season, like trying to look for that. I still like the fourth season. I don't it's have not bad. against the no. fourth season. I don't know why people dish on it so much. I think it's fine. There, there are, there are some strong episodes in the fourth season, but it is a little, it's a little up and down. I still have yet to see the sixth season, but I did just notice. It's really good. Yesterday or oh, the that day was before. The other, that was, sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean, it was the, that was the other one that I meant to draw. Uh, the dude in who uh, joins community in the fifth season as Buzz Hackett is also in um, Parks and Rec. He is um, Ben's father. <laughs> he's in one episode. He's total grouch. I don't remember yeah, well, meeting Ben's, Ben's, Ben's father. Are, they hate each other. <laughs> yeah, that's the, but that's the same guy who is Buzz in, in Community. It's just funny to see the parallels. Mike Ehrmantraut <laughs> is, is in Community later on. Yep. <laughs> From the guy, uh, I can't think of the actor's name, but he plays Mike, he plays Mike <sighs> Ehrmantraut in Breaking Bad. Yeah, so, uh, it's so weird watching how so, how, much, how much of a hard ass he is, and then you go you watch Community, and he's so goofy. He's uh, what kind Jonathan of Banks? He? I can't remember what he teaches. He teaches criminal something or other, criminal profiling or whatever. And then he's 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 got, he's a cartoonist, and he's got Mike the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get his Mike the Duck. I have a tr- I have trouble with beaks. Or I have trouble with bills. They look like beaks. <laughs> oh, you're talking about a community. I thought you were talking Parks and Rec for a second. No. You're talking about Buzz. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's the guy. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, any other news? What do we got? Tech news? Sure. During its second quarter earnings announcement, Intel said that it has delayed the rollout of its 7 nanometer chips by six months which pushes the release date another six months to late 2022 or early 2023. Remember we were talking about the rumors about why Apple is ditching Intel, and one of them was that they were fed up with their delays and having to postpone their own product releases because Intel could never stick to their own schedule. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) Intel CEO Bob Swan. Bob Swan. (laughs) That's a great name. I am Bob Swan. I make chips. <laughs> chips. Come to Bob Swan's chips. Half a mile from a big road on a, a little, little road. <laughs> we make them smaller every year, but somehow price, they, they keep getting more expensive. Our prices are low, 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 but the new one's not coming out for another 18 months. <laughs> yeah, Bob Swan said that Intel identified a defect mode in the seven nanometer process and has invested in contingency plans. These are, <laughs> these are in quotes that include external third-party foundries. So Intel designs the chip on a smaller scale, and then they can't figure out how to produce it themselves. So they're going to have to pay somebody else to do it for them. Science is hard. <laughs> this is, Technology this is, is difficult. That kind of reminds me of this uh, Saturday Night Live celebrity Jeopardy with uh, with Catherine Zeta Jones as Lucy Liu as her. And, and, and that one, the final Jeopardy was he he said, you know, what, just ask your own question, ask whatever. You want to do. No way that you could get this wrong. And so he get when he gets to the he gets her he's, uh, and her is uh, our horse is pretty. And he's like, all right, fair enough. And she then it reveals the answer, and it's just question mark, question mark. He's like, 
you couldn't answer your own question. And she goes, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> yeah, it's real hard to to take these uh these processors there from the 10 nanometer process down to the seven nanometer process. That's a that's a whole different three nanometers there, that is. Yeah, it's like a it's we like jumped a, right past the nine and the eight. It's a thirty percent reduction there. Yeah. Meanwhile, Apple's next processor coming out in a couple of months in the new iPhones that the first Mac processors are going to be based on is five nanometer. They they wow. managed to figure that out. Wow. What's what's, a, uh, what's that going to get me? Um, faster with less power. Less okay, less battery gonna, drain. Is it gonna? And and, and it's smaller the so they can fit more. Am I going to be able to upload myself? <laughs> mm, eventually, not with this. We got to. Oh no, we got to get down to three nanometers before we can do the uploads. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the call, Swan said that he's quote not happy. <laughs> really? <laughs> How come, Bob? What's the matter? I'm telling you, these chips are just too small. I don't I understand why like anybody wants small them. chips now either. You can't taste them hardly. I eat like 50 of them to even satisfy yeah. you anymore. Like, good Lord. <laughs> a tubal Pringles is now the size of a size of a roll of a, a certs. You got to eat <laughs> Craig, like 20 of like, them. She's like, no, not getting in on this. One. All right. Do we have any other news or should we move on? Uh, we got a martial artist that broke a Guinness record with uh, 322 punches in one minute. Yeah. What does that look like? A blur. Oh, my. 322 did in he a take, minute. Did he take flight like a hummingbird? <laughs> that is 5.367 punches per second. He, kick, he, he cooked a chicken. I <laughs> 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 <By> punch. <laughs> When they say what you know, what's the line? The uh, you know, like uh, kinetic energy can transform into heat and can be converted to heat. So sure. how hard do you have to punch a chicken breast to cook it? Yeah, oh, I never heard that before. I I have, but it's been a while. And oh, it's, how hard it's do you not, have to it's, slap a chicken to cook it? Hold slap on. a chicken. Yes. And then and then I walked in on him, and he was slapping the chicken. <laughs> and I said, "Oh dear, don't you know?" <laughs> he claimed he was cooking it. <laughs> like is that what you call it where you're from <laughs> all i heard was just yeah <laughs> trying to find the actual i've got the answer i'm trying to find the math oh boy craig's gonna show all right, here we work. go as your friendly neighborhood physics major i decided to calculate this with a few assumptions the formula for converting between kinetic and thermal energy is um, one over two mv squared equals mct okay whatever the average human hand weighs that, about that sounds right kilogram the average slap has a velocity of 11 meters per second. That's 25 miles an hour. An average rotisserie chicken weighs one kilogram. That's two pounds. Has a specific heat capacity of 2,720 joules per kilogram times C. What's C going to be? The speed of light? Celsius? No, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and let's assume the chicken has to reach a temperature of 205 degrees Celsius. That's 400 degrees Fahrenheit for us to consider it cooked. The chicken will start off frozen. <laughs> so zero Celsius, 32 Fahrenheit. One average slap would generate a temperature increase of 0.0089 degrees Celsius. 
it would take 23,034 average slaps to cook the chicken. To cook the chicken in one slap, you have to slap it huh? with a velocity of, and I'm not going to read the meters per second. Let's go to miles per hour. How many miles per hour does the slap need to hit the chicken to cook a two-pound chicken in one slap? Mm, I'm going to go with 4,000. 4,000 miles per hour. 4,001. <laughs> you both went over. It is 3,725.95 oh! miles per hour, but you're not I too was far close. off. Yeah. When you're 30, up in the thousands, 3,700. You hit a, hit a chicken with, with your hand at 3,700 <laughs> miles per hour and some change, and you will cook it straight through. What does that do to your hand? <laughs> Cooks your hand straight through, too, let me tell you. <laughs> Probably shatters every bone in your like, wrist all the way up your arm. And burns it to a crisp. That's how hard you need to slap a chicken to cook it. Now, how hard do you need to slap it just to make it happy? <laughs> it's not how hard it's well <laughs> well that's 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 subjective right like happy <laughs> like with cooking they, they put a number on it you got to get it to 400 degrees Fahrenheit sure. with, yeah. with the happy that's, well one well, yeah. preferably an internal temperature of what 160 yeah 160 at least so you don't get salmonella so what's what else we got that's that's uh yeah 322 punches in a minute and that's how much you got to slap a chicken Slapping the chicken. <laughs> Welcome to chicken slapping here on Nerd Burger. <laughs> well, I can't really compete with chicken slapping, but I can show you uh, a really cute kitten tummy. Aw. <laughs> uh, Which that's, one is that? That's great for our listeners. That is Jack. I just, he's being adorable, and I thought that you would want to see it. <laughs> yes, that's Jack Bauer. Is he a tuxedo? Uh. No, no, he's not a tuxedo. He just, he just has a cute spot on his tummy. That's ah. all. <laughs> Oh, you're doing 24. <laughs> That's how I've got mine set up, too. Um, analog clock. Join us after the commercial break when we watch uh, Ando's cat torture <laughs> somebody the, with... The, uh, I was going to say, we watch the cat torture Ando. <laughs> with a you, lamp cord he have, pulled out of a wall. Where are the explosives? Did you happen to notice the uh, bass ukulele on the floor next yes. to Jack? Yeah, that's a bass ukulele. That's Katie Mays. But um, that, it's really cool because it is it, it's small like a ukulele, but it is strung just like a bass, and it sounds like if you we plug it into an amplifier, and you would not be able to tell that it is a ukulele. It sounds exactly like a full wow. size electric bass. It's really really neat. It's electric too, or it's a uh, it's, well, it's wired up. It's but got, you can it's got fit it in your pocket. Yeah, it's got a pickup, but it is also just acoustic with a mm -hmm. sound hole. But it uh, it has a a thing. So if you're a just throwing a quick shout out there, if you're a bassist and you need something small or you know like you got small hands and the frets are a little too hard, just bass ukulele. They're very affordable and they sound great. Maybe I'll, I'll have to get one of those because I played bass once long ago and I have small hands and a small dude, mouth with big teeth. There you go, <laughs> dude. In all seriousness, they are great. Katie May swears by it. She says it's great. So if you if you do, do mostly like I yeah. mostly I want to get a ukulele so that I can make cute songs and put them on the internet. I have a ukulele. That seems to be what people do with ukuleles. <laughs> you can sing about um, the things in your butthole. I can. I could make up a song about that, except I, it would have to be a cover. That's true. Um, because that song's already been made. Well, um, it's about your butthole. You got to cover it up anyway, don't you? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> do we have a Kevin question? I believe we do. We do have a Kevin question. I heard question. it was a great Kevin question. We've been promised great Kevin question. Don't that, let us down, Mike. Well, ultimately, Kevin. it is Kevin that is letting you down, not me. <laughs> yeah, but you could have picked a better one. Jeez, Mike. What? No, right, we, there's no choice. He doesn't send multiple ones. He just sends us one. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Hey, Kevin, next time send us no, three, no. three different send us one. Send us one is fine. <laughs> All right, here we go. 155 question. Kevin asks, Instead of trying to fix our relationship, my wife and I like to argue about useless things. Lately, we have been debating who the main character would be in shows with an ensemble cast that have no clear main character. Who would be the star of... Now, pay attention, guys. Here's a list. The West Wing, each Star Trek series, The Wire, Game of Thrones, The Office, Modern Family, etc. Thanks. Who's, okay, who's the main character? I can answer each one of those? Who is one the main character? I've only seen any Star Trek. I haven't seen any of the rest of those. Wow. Okay, so who's the, who's the main character of each of the Star Trek series? The captain. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, I was going to let on. Ando answer, but hold on, because in most cases, I would might agree because you know Kirk, Picard, Cisco, Janeway, even Archer. Like most of those uh, Star Trek series, you've got those, and even in Star Trek Picard, Picard is the main one. Wait, wait, I wait! Is, is 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 before you argue? Is, is the Deep Space Nine leader a captain, or is he uh, like a so superintendent? Well, so, so Benjamin Sisko is the leader of that bunch, and he was his uh, Starfleet rank was commander at the start of it, but in the third or fourth season, he got promoted to captain. So he became captain. But that's um, a but he's it's not a starship though. They got they, a starship, the Defiant. Okay, third season, the Defiant. They had you a don't, ship. You don't. You don't. You, you, didn't, you didn't watch the show. So I didn't watch know. it. No. Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek incarnation. You're not going to stump me on that one. I, I, try, I no, tried. They got, they, got a, they got a spaceship eventually because they needed one when the Dominion War storyline began. I, I tried watching it in the first season and I couldn't stand it because they never went anywhere. That's not even true. They went plenty of places. Anyway, I don't want to get into fight, an argument fight, about fight, Deep Space fight, Nine. Fight, fight. The one that I want to argue is not the captain of this main character is Star Trek Discovery because... Oh, yeah. I don't want to make any spoilers for someone who hasn't seen it and then wants to, but the captain is different between the first and second season. The main character of Star Trek Discovery is Michael Burnaman, who is not a captain and, in fact, like gets in major trouble in the first episode of the show and isn't even like in good graces with Starfleet most of the show. Oh, he's demoted, is, is, is dumped out of Starfleet, isn't even, yeah. is, it doesn't even have a rank at the very beginning. And I don't know, maybe that contributes. Uh, there's like umpty million reasons why people dish on Discovery so much. I love it. I think it's a great show and a wonderful addition to the Star Trek catalog. Um, so, but I would argue, yes, Michael Burnham and Discovery. She every, is the main character. All, all the rest of them, it's uh, it's the captain. The captain yes. is the main character always. I have to bow out of this conversation here because I don't know any of the others. Well, I haven't seen Discovery or uh, Day Space Nine, but I think I've seen every other Star Trek thing. Not all of the original series, though. And then I didn't see The West Wing, but I've seen everything else on this list. You could make a case, perhaps, for Data in Next Generation, but... He's the point-of-view character. Yeah. There's always a character who's trying to be more human. Or who's trying to fit in. They're the point-of-view <laughs> character. Every series has one. Odo and... Odo, Data, Spock. 
um uh neelix in voyager neelix is uh yeah in uh in voyager or i think flocks uh, in, in enterprise in maybe in discovery it's uh what's his name the real tall dude dude i love him uh shoot what's his name yes i know who you're talking about he's the uh, only one of his species that's in starfleet so he i can't i can't remember but he's, he's the one who doesn't understand everybody he is my favorite character in discovery actually yeah well game anyway. of game of thrones it's uh john snow and daenerys no it's Tyrion. Tyrion's the main character really you think that's my argument yeah okay i think it's the, the... he's at the center of more stories than any other of the rest of them he 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 influences th- more other characters i say i think john snow, john snow does his thing with the up in the north and daenerys does her thing with the dragons like, yeah but they don't they the... don't affect anybody else until mm-hmm. the last season they're the ice and fire though and Tyrion's the point of view character the root mm-hmm. that's the discovery guy you're talking about yeah no I, that's just my argument i mean yeah you can you can disagree with me. That's fine. I th- I I feel like Tyrion's the main character. He's the he travels around. He interacts with all the main storylines at one point or another. He's very influential. The the office I mean, is uh, Michael Scott up until he leaves, and then it's the Jim and Pam show. <laughs> Even though uh, Rain Wilson, I believe, has top billing the eighth and ninth season, it's still the Jim and Pam show. No, once Jim and Pam are together, it's like it's almost the Jim and Pam show at that point. I mean, it, the only reason it isn't is because Michael's been there right. longer. Um, um, the Wire. Did you watch that, Craig? Oh, well, The Wire. It's uh, I McNulty. It it is the first. McNulty is the main character. Yeah, but not in the, like the last couple seasons. He kind of fades into the background, doesn't he? Yeah. The- Maybe, and then it becomes. It's hard to say. It's hard to say when, when 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 the show reinvents itself so much. That's hard to do. Yeah, but hard in the beginning, the main character the first two seasons definitely it's McNulty. Um, he's the cop that we follow the most. He's the he's the one that we become invested in immediately. We are immediately worried about him and his relationship with his ex wife and his kid, and <clears throat> you know it's his it's his complaining that gets the whole thing started in the beginning. Yeah. He, he basically bitches a bunch <laughs> to his higher ups and then they, they make some things happen. Also, um, and then, and then it's his sticking the finger in the eyes of, uh, of the, the higher ups at the end that puts him um, at the dock that ultimately takes him, takes us into the second season. So he's the impetus for the second season too, where he's he, on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's, he, he pisses people off and he ends up on a boat where he meets <laughs> he ends up, where he meets a maritime officer. He meets Holly Flax from the office. <laughs> right. Um, what other what were other what were the other shows? The West Wing. I never watched West that. West Wing. I would assume it's Martin Sheen's character, the president. Well, if they my understanding is if they had done the show the way they intended to, it would not have been because the president would have barely played into it. It would have been Rob Lowe's character. Who and what and what was his character? Like the some advisor or something? He's yeah, well, I mean that's what they all are. They're all staff. Yeah. Like they're all different types of advisors and support staff and everything. I think that the intention was that it was essentially going to be Rob Lowe's character. But when the president role became bigger, then yeah, the president is the main character. Um <laughs> Hello Kitty Cat. Is that Jack Power? <laughs> I'm distracting them. <laughs> yes, this is Jack. He's um, got a Parks and Records Leslie. Totally. Oh, yeah. Parks and Records Leslie. Leslie's totally that one's the easy. main character. Yeah, but that wasn't on the list. Um what else? Oh, Modern Family. I think that one actually is a true ensemble. I don't think there's a... That's a hard one to pick. That is that is true. I think Ed O'Neill gets top billing. But, yeah, that's just because he's, the, but he's that's, the biggest name. Right, he's the biggest name. But I think if you if you look at it, 
the adult characters get more screen time than the younger characters and and of the children the older children get more screen time than the younger children i think um yeah. that's obvious but as far as well, the the that's three for obvious reasons too the they just th- you can't depend on the younger sure for, for as much time they they can't they can't put as much time in you don't want to put that kind of pressure on them yeah that's that's a, I, yeah, but I as far as the, those, those but if we have to choose those no i i those three well, main couples I understand, but what's the question? What was the question he asked? Who is the main character of the ensemble cast? We have to pick one. Um, who would be yep. the star? Yeah. Yes. Who Who would you say is the star? Uh, if I have to pick one person, I'm saying Phil. But I, of the three main adult couples, I think that Phil and Claire and Mitch and Cam slightly outrank Jay and Gloria. Like I think they might like if you if you broke it down they might actually get more plot time than yeah. Jay and Gloria do they, but yeah it's the two it's the two Pritchett children and and their spouses. I feel like I it think would those be Phil, four. I feel like, like it would I, be Phil or it would be Phil or Claire. Right, but I don't know. Mitch and Cam are just as much a part of that show as as those two. Yeah, are. well, and uh, I totally agree you with you there see, is no main see, character but if i have to say yeah, I know. who the main character is i'm going to say it's claire i'm going to argue okay i'm going to argue that that we see more of their household though because they're they have more kids and their kids are more grown up you know when we start out lily is a baby practically a toddler and well, he's not there when we very well that's true very, that's very true in the very the very beginning <laughs> she's of the not even season part she's of the show there. and then she magically grows you know and and turns into a different actress yes <laughs> <laughs> and oh, she was one of those uh, where they like we're gonna ha- we're gonna have a baby, and then like two seasons later, they decided we need to have more funny, so we're gonna magically age the child five years. That actually kind of happened in Star Trek Voyager. There was a, a bunch of shows. There was a character, uh, instant Naomi Wildman, who uh, or something else Wildman, and she had a, a, a daughter Naomi uh, in like the at the towards the end of the first season, I want to say maybe in the second season. And then she's kind of gone for a few seasons and just like a few years later, there's the suddenly Naomi Wildman looks like she's maybe five or six, you know, and it's like, don't, aren't you a little old for like someone who was just born a couple of years ago? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to say Claire, just because I, Phil's too goofy. He's, he's the, he's the dumb, he's the idiot too much of the time and i don't like the idea of the idiot being the main character i mean i'm better with the straight person being the main character and claire is the straight person in that couple yeah in that couple more often <laughs> and she's plenty funny plenty of the time but she you know she's like, good she's got her own straight, goofy going Phil on is yeah. rarely the straight man straight man claire on the other hand plays it straight a lot well that would that if we're, we're talking about straight man then it's mitch yeah but that couple isn't power isn't isn't strong enough couple compared to phil and claire to be hmm. i don't know i think the four of them are Equal, I equal enough. Yeah, I, I know. I understand if you have if you have to pick. <laughs> what about community? Since we were talking about that, Jeff, Jeff it's Winger, a, Jeff Winger's the main def, character. Definitely Jeff. Yeah. Well, although you could make a case later seasons for Abed, I think. Or is he just our point of view character? Well, <laughs> that too. I mean, for some of us, uh, he is very direct representation. You know, he's the, well. And that, that that can be the case with you know any character that you identify with, I suppose. But well, yeah, Abed but Abed Abed is the he, he is the he is 
the, the 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 genius of Abed as a character, and he is I I would I would argue that he is the point of view character, is because he is the point of view character. He's the character that knows what a sitcom is, knows all the tropes of a sitcom, of storytelling, of movies, of television, because he's the one who is always bringing up how like oh, you know we're not leaving the <laughs> we're not leaving the study room today. It must be a bottle episode. Mm -hmm. You know he's the one who's making the jokes about the stuff that the show is making jokes about in the TV and movie storytelling world. Mm -hmm. when they're when they're doing that meta stuff he's the one who points that out because that's us because the audience is now savvy enough to know that sort of stuff because we read imdb twitter pages and uh or not twitter uh trivia pages you know where we know all that crap yeah. like i knew what a bottle episode was before i ever watched community yeah when he, the, when he brought it up i was like ah, yeah that's true it is you, you are of course <laughs> right i am not arguing that point but just ba basically as a uh, as an autistic person, it is great to have like actual good representation and not the kind that's in Big Bang Theory. You know, I appreciate people who are for, for whom being autistic is not a quirk of their character, but just a fact of their character, which is like Abed, which basically the difference being there that he is not a joke because he's autistic. He gets bullied sometimes for that. And the show points out how that is wrong. So that is why. You know, like it points out why Pierce is a jerk for bullying Abed for being autistic. So that's why I appreciate the uh, representation. So same with actually. A, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I also think Jeff is the lead. Is the, is well, the yeah, lead I agree. I, I all, uh, he sits well, at the head of the table. That's simple. Well, I wasn't talking about the lead <laughs> character at this point. I was talking about representation. I, I understand. I think I it's the dean. And, and of, all, of all things, a movie that I just want to throw out there has great representation for that. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that was put out a few years ago. It's a great movie, actually. Not even like saying it in a so bad it's good. It's legit good. Okay. I mean, I've 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 heard good and bad about it. I've I've never I was never a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers person, so I have not seen it. But... Dude, Brian Cranston is Zordon. It's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. That, um, I was gonna ask you, I guess Craig, maybe Ando, if uh, I think there's an argument that any one of three characters is is the main character of better call saul it's not that it's not necessarily saul it could be saul seen it. okay yeah i wasn't sure if you watch it i it could be saul it could be kim it could be mike i don't think it's mike there's a case to be made for kim oh you don't think it's mike okay i don't think it's mike no mike's a supporting character um cuz there's kinda, a it, there's a case to be made for kim it's kind of becoming a show about about what happens to her yeah not, it's about how know he what happens wrecks her to life yeah <laughs> the show is like it's it's his, it's his downfall but it's how he wrecks her life how he wrecks the life of this one person that cares about him yep now i'm starting to think of other ensemble shows and like because i want to play this game with other ensemble shows um let's let's go to the google machine <laughs> tv show ensemble cast frazier I mean, obviously, Frasier's no, the main character. But, like, that was a, a more of an ensemble cast than you would think for a show whose name is one of the characters' names. Yeah. Oh, geez. There's the four of them. Frasier, Niles, Lost. the dad, and... Uh, and Jack. Uh, Jack's the main character, yeah. What was... Uh... Ooh, Deadwood. I didn't see it. Couldn't tell you. Me either. That's tough. That's between two characters. Who are? Uh, well, it's Al Swearingen, who's the the bad guy, essentially, um, or Seth Bullock. 
who's the essentially the good guy, but they're both, you know, shades of gray. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say either one of them is clearly the main character. I if you want to lean toward the good guy is the main character, then Seth is the main character. Have either of you seen The Travelers? Never even. Oh no. yeah, yeah. Um no. It's a Netflix, Netflix original. Netflix show. Yeah, so, that got got canceled before it could resolve itself. Yeah, it was it was one of too many of those. I loved it. It's a great show. Also kind of an ensemble cast, although uh, I would, you know, that kind of it's one of those I, a lot of the ensemble shows we're talking about, yeah, it's an ensemble, but there is kind of even within the meta of the show, there's like a group and within the group there's a leader and so the leader of the group kind of is the, you know, main character. Same yeah, Eric thing. Eric McCormick's characters. Yeah, same thing with Leverage. You know, another ensemble show, but the main character. You default to the you default to the leader. Right. How about Heroes? Uh, that, I think that changed between seasons because I would say in the first season you'd almost have uh, the cheerleader Hayden Panettiere's character's name I can't remember, um, but I would say that Silar kind of became more in the second season. I would argue that Peter Petrelli is the main character yeah, of the yeah. show through the entire thing. That that was. Oddly enough, uh, we were talking about that last night, me and Allison, and I and I argued that he was the main character. Oh, okay. <laughs> my take on it. Um, Although I never finished whatever the he fourth was, season. He was the, the best season. character, Imho. I thought he was a good character. Did you just say Imho? I did say Imho. Okay, you're going to have to say what it stands for. I'm sorry, we're not accepting uh, those acronyms <laughs> on an audio podcast. <laughs> Who's the main character of Friends? <laughs> that's not a that's a tough call. I know. Because I've never seen an episode of Friends in my life. I got so, it. Okay, well, good for you. I got it. Mike, I know who you, it is. Mike, who do you think is? This is absolute one hundred percent certainty. Gunter. I was gonna say it was yeah, I was <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna say Gunther. Um Well it's Gunther, not Gunter. His name is Gunther I never watched channel. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it enough yeah. to know that the that he's the uh, the guy at the coffee shop, though. Who's the main character in Mash, Mike? Hawkeye. Sure about that? It's ensemble cast. Nah, it's Hawkeye. Yeah, it's Hawkeye. Why did you say Mike? Like I haven't seen almost every season of Mash. Because he's a because Mike is a giant Mash nerd. Okay, well, I wouldn't call myself a giant Mash nerd, but I've seen most of it. Okay, so who's the main character, Ando? Um, I mean, I would agree to an extent that Hawkeye, but Radar also plays a fairly large role from time to time. It's only in half the show. Who's who's the main character? You got to pick one. Okay, Hawkeye. <laughs> gotcha. Ha-ha, gotcha. It was a trap. I knew you wanted to say Radar. I'm, I don't know. It wasn't a trap. I'm just messing around with you. Oddly enough, Radar was my favorite character from it. Radar's a great character. Hawkeye is also the correct answer for the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the main he's character not. in the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Wah, wah. You know, in that pivotal role he had in the movie Thor, where he went up really high and almost took a shot at somebody one time, <laughs> but he was called off. You know that great moment. Anyway, that was a, other, a bunch of other ones just from this list here. Ooh, who's the main character? <sighs> Fun game show you can play at home. Yeah. Who's the main character in Band of Brothers? <laughs> um, Hitler? Hitler. Well, that's true. If it hadn't been for Hitler, none of that would have happened. The whole story kind of hinges on that <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> of course, he never shows up on the, on the show. FDR? FDR. 
Um, anyway, there, yeah, that was that. All, was that all the ones from uh, from Kevin's list? We covered his list. Yes. Okay. Well, those are that, those are my choices. All right. Whether Thank you. you Kevin. Like it or not, whether you <laughs> agree or not, there's there's argument in, in some of those. There are certainly arguments to be made for multiple characters. But man, like I had a clear feeling for many of them. It's like, at least in my head, there's only a handful that I would say like, wow, that's truly an ensemble. Like nobody jumped to mind. For me, personal opinion, my own, you know, I think each of you probably had a few where you were like, yeah, there's like no clear right. winner in that one, in that one show. Trying to think of the stuff that we watch. Blacklist. It's not, it's an ensemble, but there's definitely the two stars, but I wouldn't be able to pick between the two, James Spader or uh, uh, Liz, or right, whatever, like whatever you, the actress You want to default to James Spader just because he's the bigger name. No, I think if, if I had to pick, I would pick uh, Liz Keen, what, whatever her real name is. I'm blanking on it. Oh, there you go. Who's the main character of the Nerdburger podcast? <laughs> That's... Well, I was about to answer that question, but I realized I probably shouldn't. <laughs> that's if I not going to go well with you. That's not going to go well for you. It's going to backfire. Yeah. yeah, I should probably just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I think it's, ob- okay. it's obvious it's Ando. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but... Yes, in, in every episode, it is the guest. The guest is absolutely uh, the main character because more of what we talk about usually hinges on them is they bring specific things that they want to talk about much of the time. So we, we default to that. Megan so Boone. That's her name from the blacklist. Jeez, oh, you've been looking for that. It was just burning a hole in your head, well, wasn't it? okay. What's I, her name? What's her name? I blame Showtime for <laughs> making their, their president, giving their president the same damn name, the <laughs> character. You look up the character's name and you get, show, you get nothing but Homeland. You don't get any blacklist. That was funny when I was listening to Allison watch Homeland during lockdown <laughs> and they got, they get to that season, whatever it is, six, where they introduce the, the president, the new president. And it's, her name is Liz Keen. And I, I go walking in there with like dumbfounded expression on my face. And I'm like, can you, can, can you pause this? He's like, yeah, what? And I'm like, the president's name is Elizabeth Keen. And she goes, I know, right? And I'm like, okay, I was confused. I wasn't sure what you were watching. I'm like, hey, is she watching The Blacklist? And why is she president now? thought she was just an FBI agent. So confusing. Thank God that's over. (laughs) No more binge listening. That was my story. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Is that a show? Sure. It seems like we've devolved into the awkward silence portion. (laughs) The AAA battery in my uh, headphones that activates the noise canceling died a few minutes ago. So now, well, that's I a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, yeah, if we needed a sign that it's time to end the show, it's uh, Ando's batteries. Ando, Ando's batteries, <laughs> batteries have run out. Ando, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you as always for having me on the show. I always enjoy being here. And hopefully you have enough uh, energy left in your batteries to climb to a high place so that uh, Jack Bauer doesn't chew your face off. 
while y'all were talking about the shows you see him just cuddling with me yeah he's very sweet (laughs) he is all right well thank you guys so much for having me on i i love being here and uh where can they find you well they can find uh right now the most important thing for me is the shadows of a dark past podcast so s-o-a-d-p podcast.com and uh, facebook.com slash s-o-a-d-p podcast and if you want to you know, if you're a European uh, composer who wants to solicit me for you to music <laughs> shows, you can email me at andovalentine at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, Mike? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And Craig? You can go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about the game stuff that I'm working on. Go to drivethroughrpg.com. Uh, to buy those game stuffs. Uh, also, if you're looking to play some indie games at Nerdburger Con, as in convention, um, you can pop over to uh, the website nerdburgergames.com to learn about that. Dot com. With a, yeah, like computer. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig punch their guest. 322 times in less than a minute. How long does it take for the guest to cook to an internal temperature of 160 degrees Fahrenheit? Find out next week. Well, that's that's slapping. So maybe for the episode after that, we'll slap our guest to 400 degrees. What are, what are you doing in there? Nothing. Slapping the guest? Slapping the guest. Oh, is that what we're calling you now? <laughs> Don't I'm use up. There. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> Don't use up all your mother's Kleenex. <laughs> Stop talking to me. Stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just notice, uh, you guys notice, I you know, have my, I, I drink water out of a jar with a lid so it doesn't spill and, uh, I've got my uh, Shadows of a Dark Past merch on it. Sweet. <laughs> are you prone to knocking your water over at your, wherever you are? It's less so that and more so that um, our cat Jack will often uh, go over and just drink the water if you there don't you have go. a lid on it. Yeah. So I have spilled the water, too, because I'm a klutz, but it's more <laughs> because of I just want Jack to not drink it. <laughs> you you want to not get cat butt in your water. My yeah. water tastes like kitty cat. <laughs> Well, see, the worst thing is I'm worried that I won't be able to tell. That's the worst part. Be able to just like drink water and not know that you're drinking after a cat. Yeah. When you've had a long, hard day, there's nothing quite like a warm glass of kitty water. <laughs> I'm sorry you cut out there. Did you say shitty water? No, no, kitty water. Oh, right. A warm glass of kitty water. That's different. With a few stray hairs. Oh. <laughs>